Nebraska Extension Almanac. Changes from the FDA are coming for growth-promoting implant products that could impact producers who administer the implants. Nebraska Extension Feedlot Specialist Jessica Sperber says producers should come up with the best implant strategy and document their actions. Um, Essentially, yeah, the FDA has stated that beginning on July 1, they'll implement regulations that surround growth-promoting implant products that have to have a label that specifies approval for either re-implantation or repeated administration. So right now, there's just a handful of implants on the market that actually have a label that specifies approval for re-implantation. And so after July 1, we're going to have to to change up our protocols, our implant protocols, uh, based on what's on label and and what would be considered off label. But essentially, it's just uh, only being able to utilize one implant um, or an or an approved on label implant strategy within each phase of production. I guess first and foremost, I'll say it's obviously important to select an implant strategy that's going to work for your operation. Everybody's different, but I would also advise to contact your consulting professional or implant manufacturing company representative uh, to get you on the right track for what you uh, might be implementing in the future. So I will say there are pretty much three over overarching options that producers can choose from when selecting an implant protocol for their feed yard. So we're going to talk uh, strictly about implant protocols for feed yards today that comply with the FDA guidance. So option one would be uh, to use a delayed administration of just one single implant. So taking an implant that's already on the marketplace for that feed yard production phase and then just utilizing that one single implant. If your cattle are spending less than 120 days on feed, then you don't you can implant upon arrival. You're good to go. They'll have coverage up until harvest. If your cattle are spending greater than 120 days on feed during that feedlot phase, we recommend to adjust your implant administration date to target 100 to 120 days prior to harvest. So essentially, you would receive your cattle, they'd go on to their ration um, about 100 to 120 days prior to harvest, you'd pull them through the chute, and then you would then you would administer your single implant. And so option two would be to utilize a long acting or an extended release implant. And so these these are different. Sometimes they're used interchangeably, but a long acting implant generally offers up to 200 to 220 days of coverage. And so that's just one single implant that's administered and and it will last for that amount of days of coverage. And then the other option would be to use an extended release implant where either a portion of the pellets of the implant or all of the pellets are covered in a polymer coating. Um, And then that polymer coating breaks off a certain number of days into uh, the feeding period after administration of that implant. And then it extends performance for those cattle. And so then option three would be to utilize an FDA approved re-implant program. And so Essentially, right now, there's one pharmaceutical company, Zoetis, that has approved re-implant programs on label. And so you can go go ahead and, and look those up if you're interested or, or already use a Zoetis company. But yeah, so those are essentially the three options that we have today, with which would be in compliance with the FDA-approved re-implant or implant labeling update. Today's program was a portion taken from a recent BeefWatch podcast offered by Nebraska Extension. To hear the entire interview, go to beef.unl.edu or download from Apple Podcasts. For Nebraska Extension Almanac, I'm Brad Mills. Nebraska Extension Almanac is a production of IANR Media 
and Nebraska Extension. For more information on how your university is serving Nebraskans, go to extension.unl.edu.